What's up, y'all? Welcome back into the Lacrosse Bucket Podcast. Tanner Demling here with y'all. As always, it's Tuesday, it's April 19th, and y'all know what that means. It is Bracketology time, Bracketology season. My fourth look at Bracketology here in the 2022 season. Uh, but before we get to that, I do want to mention big game tonight, Georgetown and Loyola, seven, oh, excuse me, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, CBS Sports Network will be an exciting one, to say the least. Um, you know, this is a game where I, I think for Loyola, could, could be huge. Um, for, for Georgetown, I don't think it's going to matter that much. They're going to get in with the uh, Big East AQ. And, and even, like, look, if Denver or Villanova upsets them in the Big East tournament, like, they're still going to get in. Uh, the Hoyas, you know, right now have the, what are they, number two RPI rank in the nation right now. You know, th- they're going to get in. It, it, it's really not. I have them as the number three seed still have things fairly similar to what they were a week ago. Not too much has changed on the Black Apology side, uh, but this game could change some things in terms of Loyola. Uh, we saw Army get a big win over the weekend that we'll talk about here in a second, and we talked about on uh, on Sunday's podcast. Uh, but, you know, Loyola, another Patriot League team, and, and we saw the Greyhounds do this last year as, you know, they went in, uh, last year, and they, they they beat Georgetown eleven to nine. Uh, the last game of the season, the last game of the regular season, excuse me. Uh, you know they had fallen to Army and Navy prior to that. They got a win over Lafayette, um, and, and and you know things weren't looking good up until that point. I think they were five and five or something like that. Um, they after the loss to Towson, uh, which was in March, late March last year. And, you know, Loyola goes on this run. They beat Georgetown. They beat Navy. They beat Army in the Patriot League uh, tournament. They go on this run, and it helps them get in there. Obviously, they don't play that Patriot League title game with the uh, the, the positive test or whatever it was, uh, health and safety protocols. So, you know, they, they had that, but they still get in. The, 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 the Greyhounds still get in. Um, now, I, th- I think tonight, when, when you look at this, you know, uh, one thing I do want to mention, Owen McElroy is back in cage for the Hoyas. You know, he had been out uh, for, I believe, three weeks uh, prior to this. And, and there was some question, I think, early on in the season about his health. I had an injury there. Uh, you had uh, freshman Michael uh, Scharfenberger, uh, who came in there and, you know, played very well, played very well. Uh, so the Hoyas, you know, not only having a really good defense, having a really good goalie, but do have that depth there as well. And he started three games and played very well in those three games. 35 saves, 57% uh, save percentage. And those games came against Lehigh and Denver. Uh, they're a 14-11 win over Lehigh, 17-9 over Denver, and then 15-5, you know, blowout, blowout win over there against Providence. You could call Denver a blowout win as well. Uh, Loyola, on, on the Loyola side, uh, so, so, so first of all, Georgetown, I, 
I don't have any kind of questions about I, they all who they all they're the best team in the Big East. You know, full stop. I I, I don't think there's anything to quarrel about. You know, you know, are they this? Are they that? Uh, but Loyola, you know, again, just like last year, they've been pretty inconsistent. Um, you know, you have a tough start there, obviously. Blow out to Maryland. You lose to Hopkins. Lose to Rutgers each by one. You lose to Towson 11-8. You get the win over Lafayette, and, and you really put things together against Duke. Uh, you know, beat, beat Bucknell 13-9. Really kind of ran away in the second half there, uh, or late in the game to kind of push ahead. Army, uh, that that one was was a tight one that you lose there, fourteen to twelve, and then the Black Knights really in the second half put the put their foot on the on on the pedal and and rolled as we know they can. But the Greyhounds were able to keep it close, um, and then you get the win over Holy Cross and Navy. But uh, on Saturday, uh, really things kind of fell apart there against Boston U as the Terriers, you know showed who they were. They showed, hey, we're, we're the best team in the Patriot League this year at the moment. And, uh, you know, th- th- they put their foot on the gas pedal, and they never really took it off after they did that, uh, especially in the second half there. Uh, when you look at, at, at the great, at the, uh, the Terriers, excuse me, and uh, we talked about on Sunday the depth they showed there, Loyola just doesn't have that. Um, they, they just don't really have that to, to that extent. Uh, that you've seen with some of these other teams um, in, in the Patriot League. And, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see how Loyola can combat this Georgetown team, this offense, TJ Haley uh, and, and company there. And then, you know, how are they going to be able to handle this defense? Um, I mean, you're going up against Gibson Smith, Will Bowen, and you know, Owen McElroy back in cage. I mean, that's tough enough, just the guys around them as well are, 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 are good also. So, you know, and, and that's the same thing on offense. There's so much depth all over the field for Georgetown. It, it's going to be interesting to see how Loyola attacks this, how Loyola plays in this game. Um, you know, one area, I'm, you know, at the faceoff dot, What I think that's an area where Loyola has to lean on uh, if they want to get something done here, you know, you had Bailey Savio go 17 for 27, wins that battle against Connor Calderon, but you know they they, they won those faceoffs, uh, but didn't you know really do a ton with it, especially there in the second half. So on Saturday, so we'll see how that one goes. Uh, interesting non-conference Tuesday matchup. Uh, also today, uh, this one just went final recording here about. Uh, is it noon already? No, it's about one. According to you, about one. Um, just turned one. Um, no, Binghamton looks like they're going to pull this one out. Okay, it hasn't gone final yet. Uh, Binghamton looks like they're going to pull this one out uh, over NJIT. Uh, expected there. And if they do, they clinch a bid in the America East tournament for the first time since 2017. Uh, Coach McEwen's first year there when they uh, went to that tournament, beat UMBC in the regular season. So um, Binghamton looking good there in the America East, um, getting into the tournament there. Uh, to the Bracketology, as always, uh, you know, go on lacrossebucket.com. We have 
Blacktology post right there on the front page just released this morning. Um, so like we do before, we're going to go over projected automatic qualifiers and then uh, projected uh, possible at-large selections. So the AQs at the moment, uh, Vermont is, so let's start, go alphabetically. America East, Vermont. Uh, is sitting there 4-0 and in conference play. Looks like they're going to take the cake there in the America East. Um, when you look at their schedule, as I pull this up here, what they have left, uh, the 4-0 and in conference play, have really hit, 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 hit the ground running since a rougher start. They have Binghamton left. That's the only game that really matters left. Uh, Binghamton and Stony Brook. Um, Binghamton matters. Stony Brook matters in the rankings, but um, Stony Brook cannot make the postseason, uh, unfortunately, that stupid rule. So, uh, you know, doesn't matter where, like, Stony Brook can't take a seed from anybody um, or, or do any damage of that nature there. Because uh, wherever they are, it's void. The team below them you know, gets that bump uh, there. So, Binghamton and at Stony Brook, Next for Vermont. Uh, in the A-Sun, I think Utah is going to take this thing. Um, 3-0 right now. And, you know, they, they, they played Air Force. They played Robert Morris. They've got a game here uh, in Louisville at Bellarmine on Saturday. I'll be uh, there for that one. Um, excited to see the Utes play in person this season. Uh, after that, they've got Detroit Mosey. They should win both of those ones as well uh, and, 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 and take that one in the A-Sun uh, to get that number one seed. Georgetown, we just talked about them a bit. Uh, they have Villanova left. That's the only thing that I can see. Maybe Villanova mentioned that. Um, and then obviously we mentioned the Big East. There's always some weird stuff. There could be some weird stuff in the postseason, but Georgetown looking right now as the Big East. Um, and then similarly in the Big Ten, Maryland, uh, you've got the big Hopkins game this weekend. They're 11-0, 4-0 in conference play, best team in the country. Uh, so, you know, not too much to worry about the Terrapins. Uh, in the CAA, we do have um, a tiebreaker there. So, first of all, I, I do want to mention this. There are a couple suspensions that have come down. Ryan Swain suspended for a game uh, there, and then also Drew Martin uh, for Towson has been suspended. Midfielder uh, Demetrius Stevenson was also uh, suspended. Uh, Delaware uh, midfielder there. Um, all three of those suspensions we served this weekend. Towson is at Fairfield and Delaware is uh, at Drexel. Um, and when you look at those, you know, those two teams right now, you know, uh, Delaware beat Towson over the weekend. Uh, which puts Towson there. You look at the standings, two and one, as well as Drexel and Fairfield are two and one. Towson at Fairfield this weekend. That's going to be a big one there. Uh, Drexel at Delaware. Okay, Delaware at Drexel. Another big one there as well. Delaware's one and two. Drexel two and one, as I mentioned. UMass Hofstra also one and two. So a lot of different ways things could shake out in the CAA over the past couple of weeks in terms of who gets that one seed, who gets that two seed. 
got the games this weekend and next weekend as well. Hofstra Towson, Drexel, UMass, Delaware, Fairfield. Uh, this is a really, really fun conference this year. Uh, not as strong as it has been in the past, but a very fun conference uh, to say the least and going to be interesting here down the stretch. Similarly, in the Ivy League, uh, have a number of ties up top. Uh, that uh, Princeton-Cornell uh, game coming up in two weeks. Looks like it could very well decide who gets that number one seed in the Ivy League tournament. Uh, at the moment, you have uh, Princeton as well as Cornell both sitting there with three and one records in the Ivy League. Uh, Cornell, you know, I have Princeton getting that uh, because of how things are. They are, and they have the higher RPI, is how I do it. So Princeton is up there. Um, and I don't think I mentioned in the CAA, I have Towson there still as the getting the at large uh, or the AQ right now based on the standings. Um, so Princeton and the Ivy getting that at the moment. They at Harvard this weekend. Uh, Princeton in, is, and then that Cornell game. Cornell is at home against Brown. And look, the Bears are rolling. They, they beat Yale. They beat Penn. Um, who's to say they don't they don't come in and and, and pull off another one? Uh, Cornell coming off that tough loss to Army over the weekend. But uh, really, I think the game to watch here in the Ivy League the next few weeks is Cornell-Princeton could very well be uh, the deciding factor there as to you know who gets that number one seed in the Ivy League. Um, and as I mentioned, 3-1, 3-1 in conference play for both Cornell and Princeton. Yale is 3-2. They have a game against uh, they have a game against Harvard left in Ivy League play, the rivalry game. They are playing U Albany this weekend. And then they have a midweek game against Quinnipiac next uh, Tuesday, I believe that is. So, uh, you know, we'll see what goes on there. And the, the, the Ivy League tournament, you know, Yale should win those two ones. And then the Harvard game, I would uh, pick them to win that one as well. But uh, Yale, Brown, Penn kind of fighting for that final spot. Looks like Penn might be on the outside looking in now. Um, even though they do have that win uh, that they got over Harvard over the weekend, um, now, Harvard obviously having beaten Brown is a piece there. So if it does come down to like those three, Brown probably gets in as uh, that fourth team. We'll see how the tiebreaker scenario works. They're both tied right now. I actually think Harvard would get in over Brown right now because they beat Brown. But um, you know, Harvard Penn beat Harvard. Brown beat Penn. It's I don't know the the uh, tiebreaker scenario, but the Ivy League, uh, fun to watch as it has been all season. In the MAC, we have uh, St. Bonaventure still sitting there at the top. Um, they've got the tiebreaker over, over Marist, who's the other 3-1 team in conference play. St. Bonaventure lost to Siena over the weekend, uh, 9-1. Siena down 9-1, eight-goal comeback, gets the win. Very exciting game. And that one big win for the Saints, but uh, – doesn't look like it's going to shake much up in the MAC. Uh, and when you look at St. Bonaventure and their schedule coming into, you know, these final two weeks of the season, they're at Quinnipiac and versus Canisius. 
I feel like they should win both of those games. But again, in the MAC, uh, you never know what to expect. But as I said at the moment, uh, St. Bonaventure has that has that win over Marist, holding them up as that number one seed there. Uh, the Patriot League, we kind of talked about that. Uh, Boston U right now six and zero. They still have that game against Lehigh and Army. Uh, that those two could very well decide who gets that number one seed. Uh, Boston U six and zero in conference play just continues to roll. Uh, St. Joseph's similarly continues to roll in conference play. Um, I heard there was also a scuffle in that LIU game, St. Joe's LIU game over the weekend, but uh, no suspensions uh, like the uh, uh, Delaware-Towson game, uh, if we shall there. But St. Joseph's continues to roll. Jacksonville has uh, won a share of the uh, – well, they've actually won – a, I think they well the SoCon t- website says they want a share of it. Uh, you got the Richmond High Point game this weekend to kind of decide who's that second seed. But uh, you know, at the moment, Jacksonville sitting there first place in the SoCon, and they're going to close that one out as they've beaten Richmond and High Point. So that is the at-large projections at the moment, and as always, excuse me, automatic qualifier projections at the moment, and as always. Conference tournaments mean something, and uh, no, going to be a lot of action from now uh, through Selection Sunday that could change things. And there's always one or two that gets changed. It's it's never never stays the way it should be, um, or, or the way way not should be, but the way that it is as the regular season ends. Uh, the at large selections. Um, this is I'm going through these based on RPI rank, so. Virginia, remember ACC does not have a have an uh, AQ. They don't have six teams. Please, ACC, somebody add lacrosse. NC State, add it back. Florida State, Miami, Louisville, I don't care. Somebody get it back. Boston College, get it back. I don't know. Um, the ACC, obviously, Virginia is in. They're 9-3, 4-1 in conference play. They're pretty much a lock at this point. Uh, Penn is the five rank in the RPI. Uh, there, of the teams that might miss, like there's a chance that Penn could miss the Ivy League tournament and still make the NCAA tournament. Um, I don't know. I think if some if that does happen, it's going to have to be that the status quo is maintained in some other conferences like the Patriot League and the Big East, as well as maybe. No, nothing crazy in the ACC stays as it is right now, but that is a possibility and would be a possibility at this moment for Penn to do that. So they're sitting there at the five uh, rank in the RPI. Yale is currently the sixth, six in the RPI, um, three and two record in conference play, seven and three overall, uh, coming off that loss to Brown. Uh, Rutgers, Cornell, Brown, Ohio State, and Duke or kind of those final five there uh, in as the at-large selections, final four in being uh, uh, final four, uh, four in Rutgers, Cornell, Brown, Ohio State. Excuse me, no, Cornell, Brown, Ohio State, Duke, the final five, uh, four in. I don't know why I added Rutgers into that. I'm miscounting here. But, uh, you know, Rutgers I think is safe. Cornell I think is pretty safe at this moment. Uh, Ohio State I think is pretty safe. The battle for me and, and, and what I'm looking at is, is Brown and Duke. 
as those uh, Duke, I think, is pretty safe now after the win over Virginia. I don't think unless they lose these last couple games that uh, against Notre Dame. And then who do they have after that? The uh, Blue Devils will play Notre Dame, excuse me, North Carolina this weekend, Notre Dame to end the season. Unless they lose those two games, I don't know that a lot changes for them. I think they might even be able to go one and one of that, and they still make it there. Uh, but I do think if you, whichever team you, you lose to Notre Dame, you, you lose to North Carolina, that that team could 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 flip into that uh, last four in group as well, and maybe bump a Brown uh, out uh, or an Ohio State. We'll see how, how how they do. I think they should finish strong here in the regular season. So obviously the, the 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 biggest mover this weekend is uh, this week is Brown after that big win there over um, over Yale as well as Duke after their big win over um, Virginia in the midweek game. The you know final like the the, the first four out for me are uh, and as I listed here. Denver, Harvard, Notre Dame, and Army. I don't even include North Carolina into that because I, I think North Carolina, even though they're eight and four, I think there's the, 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 there's a bit of a different path for them to get in. Um, here you have Duke. I, I think it's going to be difficult for them, especially after that first Duke loss um, here. So I think that's the team in the ACC to watch, as well as Notre Dame. I think that spot there is kind of interchangeable, but but now I'd give the benefit of the doubt to, to Notre Dame. Denver, I don't think has a chance in getting in unless they win, um, unless they win the the Big East. I, I don't really see a chance or a path for them to get in. Um, Harvard, Harvard is an interesting one, as in, you know, is the Ivy League going to get six in? I don't think so. I think if the status quo stays, they're going to be the team that gets left out. I think I said that. Back at the beginning of when we did Bracketology, I said, well, Harvard is probably the one team that's going to drop out if anyone does drop out of these first five Ivies. Um, and it does look like they're probably going to drop out here. Uh, Army. Army is an interesting team in that you got the big one over Cornell. What, you know, Army, Duke, and Brown, I think, were the biggest movers this weekend. Army, the one over Cornell, and, and, and let's, let's say – you know, the Black Knights, they've got the big one against Navy this weekend. Um, I'm going to pick Army to win that one. They also play at Boston U. Let's say they go one and one there, and let's say they make it to the Patriot League title game. Is there, is there a situation where Army makes it over? You know, let's say Cornell somehow, you know, falls uh, the, these last couple of games, loses in the first round of the, the semifinals of the Ivy League tournament. Is that a situation where Army is going to get in? Um, yeah. And I think that win over Cornell does help the Patriot League get two teams in. I have Army as one of my last four out right now. I think they can play their way into uh, the last four in. I mean, first four out, they can play their way into the last four in if they want to over these next few weeks. Um, oh, as I said, of those last, last four in, I think Cornell, Ohio State, Duke are pretty safe at the moment. Brown is the one team that I think you can wiggle that could wiggle out, wiggle uh, up, wiggle down. It, it doesn't really, you know, they can go either which way. The destiny is in their own hands. Um, and I think similarly, 
you know, Duke is probably the other team that could do that, but I don't know if a loss to a loss to Carolina, I think, would bump Carolina into that spot um, or Notre Dame into that spot, depending on what they do this weekend um, against, I believe, who they play Syracuse this weekend. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of changing that could happen there, shifting that could happen in those final eight teams. Um, the one team that's in the RPI as the 18th best team in the country, or 18th in the RPI, is Richmond. There's not a chance they're getting in without winning the SOCON. That's just that's just factual. Uh, there's not a chance they're getting in without the SOCON. Moving over to the bracket here, uh, before we get out of here, I have number one, Maryland, number two, Princeton. That's been the, the case for the past few weeks. I have number three, Georgetown. Um, I can see a situation where Georgetown gets to that two, Princeton bumps to that three, but I think that top three is pretty safe at the moment um, for the time being. Number four, I have Virginia there. Number five, I have Penn. Number six, I have Yale. Number seven, Rutgers. And number eight is Cornell. So those are the eight seeded teams that I have. Uh, going top to bottom, I have Maryland playing the winner of Vermont and Utah. Uh, the AE and the A-Sun, or the American East and the A-Sun uh, auto bids. I don't have that. That has not changed from recent weeks. I have Cornell playing Ohio State. That is, uh, and again, like the, the, the matchups are always kind of the more difficult thing to do. So I don't put a ton of stock. Uh, for at least from my perspective of like, what are these matchups going to be? I think a Cornell Ohio State game, that's going to be a rematch. I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, you know, we'll see. Penn Duke would also be a rematch. Um, I think because of how many Ivies could get in, you might have a rematch or two, but we'll see how things go here. Uh, that is going to be an interesting thing to watch. The, they don't normally like to do the rematches in the first round, but um, this year with so many Ivies, with so much chaos, it might you know, have to happen. I, I, I don't know. So don't don't put a ton of stock into who I'm putting where, and I don't do that either, at least at this point. The next th- This week, I, I've, I've I tried to do my best to kind of map it out as best as I could see where things are going. Um, so I think it'll, th- those selections, for me at least, get better uh, next week. Uh, certainly is when I try to do my best to say, okay, where would the committee put this team or send this non-seeded team uh, to play who? And, 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 you know, geography plays a part in it as well as, you know, uh, you know matchups and all of that. So um, I don't put a ton of stock into that right now, as I've said before, but uh, that, that's kind of what I have there. Uh, Penn Duke is five. Penn five, I have them playing Duke. Uh, Virginia, I have them playing Boston U. Virginia, the four, playing Boston U at the Patriot League. I have Georgetown, the number three, playing Towson. And then I have number six, Yale, playing Jacksonville. Was that what I had last week? I believe – I don't have that up, but I had uh, – I think that's what I had last week as well. Uh, but I think I dropped Yale down. I had Yale at uh, – I think I flipped Penn and Yale uh, from last week. Uh, I don't have that bracket up here right now. Uh, number seven, Rutgers, I have them playing Brown. And then at the bottom, I have number two, Princeton, out of the Ivy, playing uh, St. Bonaventure out of the MAC and St. Joseph's out of the NEC. So not a ton of changes this week, but uh, was a crazy weekend of College of Cross, and you did see some teams move up, some teams get better chances, Army, Brown, uh, Duke in particular. All right, folks, that is it for today's show. As always, thank you all for tuning in. You can uh, connect with us on social media at 
for Cost Bucket on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for CostBucket.com, where it's always lacrosse season. I will see y'all on Thursday to preview uh, a rivalry weekend of college lacrosse. Until then, enjoy the games, especially this one tonight. We have some other midweek games as well. Oh, programming note, that Thursday show will be after the uh, Notre Dame-Syracuse game, uh, which is on that Thursday, uh, excuse me, Notre Dame-North Carolina game, excuse me, um, which is on that Thursday, uh, you know, ACC Network, 6 p.m. time slot. So we'll be a later Thursday podcast than usual uh, because of that.